Hope. So, no issues I taken? I uh, know, actually. That's excellent. That's what I like to hear. That's a first. I know. Crazy. Now, I don't know if I asked you, but did you see, uh, who was it, Conor McGregor sort of, like, inverted his foot? Oh, my God. It made me, like, sick, almost. Oh, that was just disgusting. Yeah. It was all over YouTube for, like, a day or something. Crazy. Yeah, it was, like, broken, like, badly. No, I don't think he's doing much fighting anymore. It was, like, a clean break, and it was only $10 million for that. $10 million for a clean break? That's not worth it. Well, I guess maybe it is, but the pain in the moment is just so insane. Anyways, shall we start? Yeah. You're on the intro this time. Okay. Um, Excellent. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome back to Technically F1. We are your hosts today. Um, yes. Hello. Yeah. Um, I guess new intro. And um, funny thing is, Rashad, this episode, I'm trying to put music over some parts of the actual podcast itself. So, listeners, <laughs> if this works, great. If this is a flaming dumpster fire, <laughs> next week it will be better. Uh, yeah, so lots to talk about in F1. Uh, would we like to talk, or first start talking about the 2022 F1 car, which now has been released? Okay. Mm. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess first question is, do you like it, Rashad? Um, it's low nose, isn't it? Yeah, you love that part, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Overall, shape-wise, is it better than what we have now? Probably. Like, do you like it more, though, like what we have now? That's my question, I guess. Yes. I mean, I haven't really seen it drive, but probably, yeah. yeah. The cool thing, I guess, is the paint job, right? How it was sort of holographic. What would you even call it? It was like sort of a weird silvery thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. They tried something interesting on it. I guess it sort of worked. Um, Although in the light, it looked terrible. Like they took it outside and it just looked absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. Although, you know what I've seen? From some of the renders uh, online, it looks as though there are going to be some high nose interpretations of it. So I mm. bet you Red Bull is going for the high nose. Uh, I might need to find a new team to root for. <laughs> well, speaking of Red Bull, um, looks like they're going to be paying a lot of money to go to the Hungarian Grand Prix. Max Verstappen uh, got crashed into by Hamilton. Um, right, Rashad? You, I see it that way, at least. You, What do you think? Oh, well, I think it was definitely Lewis's fault. All right, there we go. Then that's the um, the decisive view of everyone at F1. It's Lewis's fault. I can't really tell how much Conor McGregor was paid for the that fight. Yeah. It's between $3 million and um, what was this other website saying? $52. million. $52 for that fight? Wow. wow. That's what Sporting News says. Are they like the main oh, publication? Oh, last two fights. Um, but 52 overall is insane. And he lost in both of them. Mm-hmm. At least I think he did. Because I know he fought Khabib in one of them. Uh, or did he? McGregor. Did he? Yeah, it happened a while ago. Khabib won. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so weird. It's like, I mean... No MMA. one knows anything about this, like, anything about the money. It's so odd, because in F1, everyone's salary is so visible, I guess. Yeah, that's because the contracts are all, like, under, like, I don't know, everybody sees them. You yeah. can probably find Lewis's contract online. Well, I mean, we all know how much he's getting paid, so I guess probably. Yeah. It's... I guess it, it's so hard to find out because maybe they just don't want to save the number, but, you know. Yeah, but have you seen his new boat? Who, McGregor's? Yep. Is it nice? It's a Lamborghini. Oh, no. I'm not ready for this. Oh, that's unique. It is. It's, um, it's like a Centenario, but a boat. 
Yeah, and yet they won't come into F1. Yeah, they'd rather make a boat than come into F1. It seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. I mean, would you prefer them to come into F1 or no? I can go either way. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I guess, what would they offer over, you know, another team? Coming into F1. Like, I prefer Porsche, that's what I'm saying here. Well, yeah, but... I don't think they'd want to do it because there's so many regulations. No, no, no. Actually, apparently they're talking engines right now with the FIA. Because mm, didn't isn't that like why they pulled out of? Did they pull out of Le Mans or which would? The, no, they I thought they of? were forced out by Volkswagen in Dieselgate. Ah, yes. But, but they also said something about them wanting to experiment with no limits or something. Yeah, you're right about that. I think that was what the um. The whole point of the, what was it, the 919 Evo, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Okay. Well, if I were Porsche right now, I'd say, great, we've done that. Now let's go back to F1. Or not back to F1, give F1 another go. Hmm. Because in my opinion, I still think it's not over for them in F1. They could do something. Hmm. I mean, do you think no or? They could. I mean, I guess the worrying thing would be if they dominated, like, Mercedes. The thing is, um, I think they would dominate because, I mean, Porsche makes the six-cylinders engine. Yeah. Well, they're so good at it. Yeah, and, like, um, you know, the the GT2 RS, that's 700 horsepower, and then you add a hybrid. Right. Oh, you're right about that GT2 RS, though. That's... I mean, sure, it's a... a it's a beast of a car. And with that, you're right about it, though. I think engine-wise, they probably have the best engine. Mm, yeah. I don't know if it would be, say, easy that they'd have it, but I think they'd probably have it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things, I guess, that's like a new team coming to F1, you know, obviously that's a good thing for the sport, but are you willing to, you know, suffer more years of not-so-great racing? The thing is, it's so hard to root for someone, like, in F1. Yeah. Is you also, you like the team, and you also like the driver, but then the driver will move, and then you're right, not Right, and the driver will then sure piss off the team one. that you liked. Like, if Russell moves from Williams, I'm not a Russell fan anymore. Yeah, but, I mean... If you're both a Russell and a Williams fan and he moves, what do you do then? Well, I guess I was never really a Russell fan from the start. I was more just a fan of what he was doing in the Williams. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think I'm okay with that, that I'm just not going to root for him, I guess. I mean, you know, obviously, if he starts dominating in the Mercedes, I'm definitely not going to be happy with that. But I feel like there needs to be some sort of, like, limit. On championships? Not in championships, but they should make more limits on the cars. Something that makes it hard for everybody. Yeah. Imagine if they just handicapped everyone like Williams with the money and just said, you have only this much money. They should make it so all the teams have the money. Like, I mean. Yeah. So they should just say find the people with the lowest budget and say that's their budget. Well, I guess that's Williams, and now they've they've raised the budget to what they're doing. Hmm. Although, I feel like uh, okay, I feel like the teams that have better designers are at an advantage already. Yeah, but if a team can say forego one year's car in terms of then paying a lot for a new designer, then I think they'd be willing to do that. Like, imagine right if Williams. Or said to Adrian Newey, look, here's $40 million a year. Will you work with us? I think he'd definitely say yes. Yeah, but that's most of their budget, isn't it? Well, yes and no. I think he'd probably become the highest paid person of the team then. And that would then mean that he doesn't have to, um, or that doesn't get taken out of their budget cap. He'd be paid more than most of the drivers. Yeah, other than Hamilton and Vettel, he'd be the highest paid. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, I guess it'd be crazy if he gets paid that much. Yeah, but have you seen the space travel? Oh, Bezos, he survived. 
Yeah. Crazy. And so did Branson. Yeah, but I had some faith in Branson's launch. I thought, you know, it might work. He's He's been working at that for way longer than Bezos, hasn't he? I think he's been working on it since, like, 2009. Because I know the, um, the Braun GP car had Virgin Galactic branding on it. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, um... The spaceship thing, not the spaceship, the plane thing. Yeah. Um, at one of the museums, I forgot where. Oh. Well, I'm just um, looking at the Branson space plane. That looks a lot cooler than Bezos's rocket. Come on, like that is a one, a pretty cool plane. Yeah. Have you seen Mixed Helmet? Uh, no. Is there a new one? Ah, oh, I thought so. Um. Let's see. I've seen his current one, which is the green with the blue half stuff and the Michael Schumacher decals, right? Uh, Isn't the current one the yellow and red and black one? Yeah, but then it has green at the front of it, right? Uh, Maybe. um, Didn't he also drive um, the Jordan? Yeah, he just drove that recently. Um, yeah, Silverstone. Yeah, I just read that on Twitter that he just drove that recently at Silverstone. It looks good. It, it looks great. really good, especially... It's a like I can. Yeah. Oh, no, it's yellow in that picture, the helmet. Oh. Yeah, I'm just looking at it on Twitter right now. Yeah, it's a good-looking car. Mm. I mean, what do you think of his start to the season, Mick? You're not going to like this. No, go ahead, because I actually, I've got some, a hard truth for him to hear as well. I mean, obviously he's not listening, but, you know, go ahead. Um, I feel like if he does move to Alfa Romeo next year, everybody will be happy because he can't do anything in this car. He's consistently losing. The only person below him is usually Mazepin. Right. Um, and that more recently, wasn't it, him. didn't Mazepin beat him? Well, yes, but that was because of an egregious move where he hit him. Masman hit him? Or? Yeah, Masman hit him in France. Yeah. Well, I mean, we expected that. No, I know, but, like, it ruined his race. Just, like, that makes sense that he was behind there. The only race where he's been behind Mazespin is the reins where he's been hit by him. Mm. I think that's okay, right? Like, obviously, you know, maybe a better driver or a driver in a better part of their career could, you know, come back, but... He's Wait, did house. that happen at um, the British GP, Silverstone? Uh, I th- Yeah, he did have a... He did get hit by or Mazepin there. Ah, yes, Mazepin claims this was um, his best overtake. His best overtake? <laughs> In years. In years? Yes, I that's mean... what I read on um, WTF1. Nice. Yeah. I guess it uh, to each their own. I mean, not a great overtake from my vantage point, but you know, he managed to overtake. Yeah, that's always a good overtake. Yeah, I think that Mick needs to get in a better car. I think he oh, will be any. I mean, imagine right if Mazepin is the one to score Hass's only points of the season, that mm-hmm. would instantly ruin his reputation. I mean, even if he's hitting drivers, it doesn't matter. He's the one who scored a point for Haas. Or if it goes that way. Whereas, right, like, it'd be the same awful thing if Latifi did that instead of, um, say, Will- or not Williams, uh, Russell. Mm-hmm. Or at least I think that'd be bad for Russell if Latifi did it first. What do you think? Well, I mean, if Latifi does better than Russell, that's a problem for Russell. Yeah, it pretty much destabilizes what he's been working on, you know, to get the Mercedes seat. Yeah. But he's been qualifying in the top 10 the last three races. That Williams car has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that begs some questions as well. Really? What do you think? I mean, if the Williams car just suddenly gets better. Yeah, but they're nowhere in the races. They have had no points finishes this year. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've kind of, like... I mean, it used to be better when the Williams family was actually part of it. I think it's possible... Controversial opinion here. 
that they would have done better this year, got more points, if Frank and Claire were running the team right now. Yeah, wait, who is running the team right now? So it's Doralton Capital and Yost Capito. Mm. I think Capito's okay, because he ran uh, Volkswagen Motorsport and then Porsche Lamont for a while. So he's got good skills. Mm. In fact, I think Williams has got a lot of the Porsche Lamont people. So they have, like, a good system set up. They just need to now win with it. Which also makes me wonder what's happening to the Porsche or Le Mans. Well, I mean, they're just not racing at Le Mans, so I guess they don't need the people. Yeah, but that means that they're not ever going to do that. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. It definitely says, yeah, they're not doing that anymore. But look at it this way. I don't even think they have a factory GT team anymore. Really? I think they're all privateers. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong about that. Here, I'll have to see. Uh, anyways, shall we talk about the race? Sure. So, sprint qualifying, or just qualifying, was on Friday. Um, what do you think about that? Um, well, I didn't really watch qualifying. Okay. It was a weird one, because A, it was on Friday, but B... It was not, I'd say, your average qualifying. Obviously, Williams uh, had the top 10 with Russell, which is hopefully becoming a normal thing. But it was chaotic, you'd say. And here, let me go pull up the actual uh, results of where people were. But if I remember correctly, there was a weird result where somebody was not in the top 10 shootout. Here, give me a second. Russell qualified well. Yeah, what was it? P8, P9? Yeah. That was really impressive, at least for my opinion, about where he um he landed after qualifying. Mazepin and Mick were all in their normal places. Not surprising. 19th and 20th. Yep. Um, Latifi's 18th. Raikkonen's yep. 17th. He had a disaster of a qualifying again, but he can't get the Alfa Romeo car in the right window for... Qualifying. I think that might be the worst car in qualifying trim. Mm-hmm. The Alfa Romeo. What do you think? Sonoda beat uh, a world champion. Yeah, but... Like, he's also in 16th in the Alfa Tauri. Yes. That was the fifth fastest car in preseason testing. He's still the best rookie. Uh, wait a minute. Is he? Oh, he is. All right. I mean, I guess he's always bound to be the best rookie, isn't he? He is. Yeah. It's painful. Leclerc did well. Leclerc did excellently. The Ferrari In the race, he did, did extremely well as well. Yeah. Did you see how he sort of tried to hold off Hamilton? Uh, not really. I can't watch that either. I just kind of looked at the results, a little bit of the highlights. Nice. Okay. Well, Leclerc had an engine issue where it essentially shut off mid-corner in a couple of corners. And he lost about 10 seconds with that issue. So he would have won the race if he didn't have that. Which is Mm. painful. Anyways, um, you know, great result for him in the race. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Practice one was as it is normally on Friday morning, but qualifying was directly after this. This is the new sprint race format. Uh, And then after that, on Saturday morning, we had practice too. Didn't watch it. Couldn't be bothered. But pra- or sprint qualifying, which is what they're now calling sprint race. Ah, uh, yes. I see Verstappen that. won. Mm-hmm. And, and Hamilton got second. Bottas yeah, third. Uh, Perez didn't do well, did he? No, Perez had this DNF. weird like, spinning thing. I think he spun somewhere and then he did not hit finish. someone. Yeah. In the end, they DNF'd him so they could start him for the pit lane. And then, in the end, he still didn't get any points in the race. But again, we're getting ahead of ourselves here. Ocon in the top 10, so that was good for his qualifying. And Russell dropped to P9. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, what do you think about that? It's not bad, considering like that he is in like a bad car. The thing about the Williams car is it's not the fifth fastest car. So he has no right, technically, to be in that ninth place spot. 
It's just that he's driving it really well. Yeah, you're right. Sonoda should be a bit higher there, but he's still better than all the other rookies. Yeah, but he also didn't make up any places in the actual race where supposedly he's better than he is in qualifying. Yes, but he beat a world champion in qualifying. Yeah, but also in the qualifying sprint race, uh, he got in 13th, Kimmy. Kimmy had an excellent race. Just proving again that in his later part of his career, even though he's lost a little bit of his qualifying skill on these Pirelli tires, he's still very talented in the races. Mm. I mean, it's tough for him. Oh, come on, he's in 13th place. He finished ahead of Giovinazzi. Well, yes, yeah, so we all expect that. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, wouldn't expect anything less from him, but still. I feel like he's going to get a high seat next year, isn't he? No, I mean, if he's not keeping the alpha seat, he's out. There's no I mean, way he would throw away the end of his career at Haas. Like, I feel like he should keep the alpha seat. Alpha should be on him and Mick. I think they should use Alfa Romeo to channel new talent, Ferrari talent, through. And then Kimmy can be there and teach them the ropes and that sort of stuff. Yes, and then the Haas will be um, Ferrari money. Right, exactly. If there's ever a, a pay driver, per se that Ferrari wants to put in F1, they can pay Haas and have them have that driver in there. They should add Lance. <laughs> Lance Stroll to Haas. The biggest career drop-off in history. Well, I mean, currently it wouldn't be that bad. He's going to go from the bottom of midfield to the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's not that huge of a thing. Yeah. What do you I think? think? For him, it's more a hobby. It's not really... Yeah. I guess it's just his rich person sport. What do you think of his results in general? Um, Lance Strolls at the moment. Um, well, Stroll did pretty well in 14th on the sprint qualifying. Yeah. Um, he's not as good as Vettel, obviously. Right, Vettel finished 8th in sprint qualifying. Um, let me look at the actual race results here. And... Hmm. Let me find him. Oh, there we go. Eighth. Eighth in the race. So he switched places with Vettel, I guess. But Vettel never made up the places from his interesting little excursion earlier on. And I'll explain that later. Well, yeah, he didn't finish the race. Well, he spun and then he broke the car. Spinola has returned. And Verstappen has returned to his DNF streak. He's not going to DNF again. He's going to have the good car in Hungary, and he'll win in Hungary. The Red Bull is a downforce monster. Hamilton wants to win, but the Red Bull is a downforce monster, so it will eat up Hungary. That's what I'm hoping for. Anyways, a quick final note on sprint qualifying. Uh, Ricardo and Norris were in fifth and sixth, or excuse me, Ricardo was in sixth, Norris was in fifth. Um, what do you think about that? Ricardo's think, sort of getting better, I guess. Yeah, but I think Norris could, could score higher if he had his watch. Yeah, He's really. Time. Yeah, it's... Stole off of him at the... Um... Wimbley. Yeah. That's kind of sad, kind of funny. Um, I, did he we probably tell didn't people... pay for it. No, no, he definitely didn't pay for it because that's uh, three quarters of a million dollar watch. So, you know, he definitely can't afford that. Yeah, I mean, I could, but it would just take a real chunk of his net worth. Yeah, but his car is worth more, less than his watch. Yeah, what, his little, like... GT. What is it? AMG GT? Or no, McLaren GT. Yeah, it's McLaren GT. Okay. Um, What was I going to say about that? Oh, yeah, you know what? Those watches that they get from um, Richard Mill... They're actually lent to them. Like, McLaren isn't even buying those watches for them. So That makes sense. Well, yeah, 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 because I guess they obviously can't afford it. I should have thought about that. But I was amazed by the fact that McLaren, the big team that they are, could not afford the watches that their watch sponsor is producing. I mean, well, I guess they could, that but it would be a huge waste. front wings. Yeah, I guess we know what they're choosing, the front wings. I mean, if you had, like, a like, cheaper watch sponsor, I think yeah. it might have been better. Rolex, maybe. I've never 
bright light. Heard someone use that as an example of cheaper. Well, no, no, I know, yeah. but on the scale of luxury watches, from cheap to expensive, Rolex is closer to the bottom. Yeah, I suppose. Um, well, because what? I mean, they're not. I don't think that they make any watch that retails at a million dollars. Not anymore, I don't think. I know that Paul Newman one was very expensive at auction, but that's only because he wore it. Yeah. Wait, was that the Daytona thing? That... Yeah, I think it was a Daytona. Was that the one that he got for winning a race? Or... I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Wait, did they still do that? Or You know, I don't think that's... I don't think they do that anymore. But at the sprint race, they gave, um, oh, what they do? They gave Verstappen sort of a laurel wreath, which is weird. But um, the funny thing is, uh, about the laurel wreath, is they say this is what they used to give F1 drivers, you know, back in the day before trophies took over. But it's not true. That's not what they gave them. They gave them a laurel wreath, but it was entirely made out of silver and gold. It's a lot more expensive than what they gave Verstappen, which is a little bit of veg attached to a bit of wood. Mm. Good. Like, I mean, you know, a good prize would be a car, you know, especially yeah. in this sport. I know, yeah. But I mean, um, Alpha Tari, they probably buy the watches for their yeah, well, drivers. Casio, so yes, they can Oedipus. probably afford that. Yeah. Well, that's the luxury version of Casio. Yes, but it's still Casio, so. Yeah. Um, let's just see how much one costs right now. I imagine quite a lot. Yeah, but not like over a thousand. Right, but you know, still not cheap. They shouldn't give them Cassie Oaks. Cassie Oaks? What's that? You know the um the one that's shaped like a royal oak. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a hundred and twenty four Casio that hundred and twenty four dollar Casio. That yeah. are you looking at the one the one at Walmart? That is insane. I'm buying that. Um, there's like the. Have you ever seen the Cassie Oak though? No. Let me see. Cassie. Uh, no. <laughs> oh wait, it's a G-Shock. Yes, it's a G-Shock. Wait, wait, wait. It's like a poor man's rainbow Rolex. I mean, it really depends on which one you get. Well, no, I'm looking at the one with the rainbow, um, rainbow, not, I guess, inserts, you'd say. Mm. <laughs> That's really funny. That's actually a nice watch, though. Probably quite strong. Yeah. I guess all G-Shocks are, aren't they? Yeah, this is like a $300 uh, Casio edifice Honda Racing. 20th nice. anniversary men's watch. Oh, very cool. It's not very nice looking. Oh. It says Honda Racing on it. Oh, uh, so I guess it's not very pretty then, is it? Not very nice. It's also red and that, so it's not, like, it's not great looking. Yeah. But if it's free from the team, I'll take it. Exactly. I'm looking at the Tag Heuer Red Bull Racing Watch, and it's $2,000. Oh, wait, is that the one that, oh, wait, no, that, the one I'm thinking of is the Tag Heuer, like, um, the Aston Martin watch. Yeah, I bet that's a lot nicer than this one. The Tag Heuer Monaco, that's the one that's all rectangly, right? Ah, uh, yes, that's one that looks nice, actually. Yeah, I really like that one, even though I make fun of it a bit. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, that's very pretty. We didn't we see that at U Village? We did, yeah. We almost bought it. We also saw the um the Aston Martin watch, I think, there. In the yeah, window. I was again very close to purchasing. Rashad, <laughs> we need to say things like this. We need to drop this casually into the podcast. And then we get sponsored by, you know, Dagwire. Why would we get sponsored by them? Well, we they hear how much we enjoy their watches, and um, uh, they're just interested in sponsoring a great motorsport podcast. Uh, they, then they'll probably change our name to... Um, Technically the Red Tag. Bull, the Red Bull Racing Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But even then, we're Red Bull fans. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, Paris is the best driver. 
Oh, okay, you're still gonna talk about that. Okay. Not statistically, but. He, you know. Is he the best driver in F1 or is he the best Red Bull driver? How, what are you trying to tell me? Well, he's, be- he's the best second driver at Red Bull ever. Yeah, best second driver they've ever had. Someone tried to say on or tried to prove to Twitter why um, Albon deserved to be in F1, and it was just the most repetitive thing about how he was better at AlphaTauri than he was at Red Bull. And you can say the same thing for Pierre Gasly. Gasly. Yes, uh, Gasly is way better than Albon. Exactly. Than, uh, like, I mean, look at what he's done in the AlphaTauri, and look what Alex Albon did in the AlphaTauri. Albon was never going to get up. Albon did in the Red Bull. Red Bull. If Albon couldn't get the podium in the Alpha Tauri and couldn't get or barely got one in the Red Bull, then you know, obviously, I think we know who's the better driver. Perez got it in the Force India. Yeah, Force asked. Oh, I was looking at um one of those parody videos where they're you know, like what ne- how Netflix Drive to Drive would portray something, right? Mm-hmm. And they called Aston Martin Force India Aston Checo. Anyways, that was funny. I was re-watching some of the, um, some of the, whatchamacallit, um, Drive uh, to Survive. Yeah, Drive to Survive, yeah. I, uh, and they give me, it gave me new respect for signs. Really? Um, Which ones were you watching? Um, the one where he got team ordered, um. And, By Hulkenberg? Uh, that was a Hulkenberg, or is it Norris? Well, it I think he Norris. got team orders from both. I see. Yeah, no, yeah, but the one that made me feel bad was Norris. Yeah. Well, I think he had it in both years, 2019 and 2020. Yeah, but it was horrible in 2020. Yeah, no, it was really bad in 2020. In the Ricardo team order on, uh, or I guess Norris team order in favor of Norris towards Ricardo this year was also kind of crazy. Yeah, no one really, I mean, no one wants team order, like, Except well, for Norris, probably. I think it's sort of necessary. If you've got a driver who's defending hard, but his car is slower, then you've got to let the other one pass. And put him in a faster car next time. Uh, how do you do that? I mean... Switch cars. Yeah, I see, yeah. Speaking of on and off track drama, have you seen the uh, F1 2021 game? Not really, no. Okay, I don't have it, not planning to buy it, but um, there's a new story mode on that, and I've been trolling through YouTube watching a bit of that. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, they, they have two made-up characters, Aiden Jackson and someone else, Casper something or other, and essentially, it's just Drive to Survive, but in an F1 video game. It's quite funny. Uh, okay, so, like, how bad is it? Oh, on a scale of Hallmark Channel to Dumpster Fire, it's Hallmark Channel. It's pretty bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know you know Hallmark Channel, right? It's just crappy love comedy, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's just genuinely brain-dead TV. Anyways. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I got th- finished with um, Clarkson's Farm. Now? Only now? Well, no, but, you know, by the time I was almost done with it by the last podcast, but now I'm fully done. Okay. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, very good. They better do a second season. Uh, they really should. Uh, Clarkson just posted on Twitter, uh, thanks, Bezos, or great job, Bezos, on your rocket ride today. Uh, can I have another farm show or another season of the farm show? Mm. That was funny. But I assume, I'd assume that he already had another season all set up. Because why wouldn't he? It was a, such a big success. I mean, he'd have to start it in fall, wouldn't he? Isn't that when they were planting? Or, I yeah, know. I guess they would, but they'd probably want to allocate him the TV crews soon. Because I bet Amazon only has a set amount of people that they can give away at any time. Give away? <laughs> well, that's what they like doing. They like just moving people around. All right, you they get this person, you get this one. person. <laughs> they need that. They need that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Imagine, right? They do a drama about our podcast. There's no drama here, but it's just... No, a drama know. where we go and um, do pretty much what Drive to Survive has done. Oh, yeah, exactly. Imagine if they do uh, technically Drive to Survive. That would be funny stuff. Just a, we... a complete parody of Drive to Survive. Yeah. 
Yeah, that could be good. And, or, or they can do it, something like it, except with um, uh, Clarkson, May, and Hammond. Yeah, just making fun of F1. Do they do F1? Uh, no, no, but there is a Twitter account that is F1 portrayed by Top Gear. And it's just, there's like a, a caption, and then there's just a video about it. Here, I'll give you, or I'll try to give you an example. Here. Uh, while I do this, uh, entertain the viewers for, or listeners, I should say, for a second. Um, okay. This is kind of hard to do. Like. All right, cool. I, mean, I got it. Okay, good. Here we go. So, uh, w- an interesting, funny one. So, there's this one. Um, this one is, uh, caption is, Manor after the 2016 season, really poor F1 team. And then the top group is, yes, we have no money. Uh, and then British fans in the grandstand after Verstappen's crash, listen to this. After the crash, my friends were deeply concerned. He's woken up stuck in a lorry cab with five five. <laughs> <laughs> They're great ones as well. Oh my god. Oh, here's this one. Christian Horner trying to find a way to get Hamilton to disqualify. Listen to this one. Desperate for a victory, James got out his tape measure to try and find any area where the Audi was best. I'm just measuring the steering wheels to see who's his fastest. <laughs> Desperate for a victory, James got out his There we go. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. The Mercedes debrief after the race. This is the best one. Now, unfortunately, to find out which of the cars is best, we have had to murder a passerby. <laughs> <We're> stopping. <laughs> oh, that's so good. God. Oh, oh, this is a final one, final one. This is Hamilton and Verstappen on lap one. Then I tried to get a point by overtaking Captain Slow. <laughs> Naturally, that got us black flag, but at least I took full responsibility. That is so... <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. All right, there oh we go. God. That's that. Anyways, um, we've talked about the race. We've talked about drivers. So we go through the grid and talk about uh, what drivers are, or what, I guess, rate the drivers and say how good they're doing, one through ten. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I'll go through from sprint qualifying race order, and I'll go through each driver, and you'll tell me how well each driver's doing. Verstappen. Seven. Seven out of ten. Okay. I would have gone eight or nine. Yes, but he's had this DNF. Right, and I guess that instantly lowers his rating. I mean, it's not really his fault, but still. Yeah. All right. Hamilton? Nine, probably. Yeah. To actually put the Mercedes car in contention, that's what's impressive. But, it's, yeah, it's interesting. He's not winning the championship, but he's close. Yeah. Bottas? He's got a nine. four for me. You get a nine for Bottas. Yes, well, I mean, he's a really good driver, but... Yes, but um, he's getting... For this season, his performance right now, it's a four. Yes, but the thing is, his performance would be good at any other team. Yeah, but he's literally letting Leclerc past him in the main race this weekend. To be fair, Leclerc is a very good driver. Yeah, but he's also in the Ferrari with a poor engine, I'd just say. Yeah. Uh, Leclerc, then. What do you rate him? I'd give him an 8. All right. Norris? Um, That's also a 9. Yeah, I was going to give him a, a 9 or a 10. He's been really good with his podiums. Yeah. Not a win yet, but he's gotten a lot of podiums. Yeah, the only reason I gave Bottas a 9, though, is because he's been dealing with, like, Hamilton and, and the fact Mercedes. That it's, I guess the interesting thing is he will never be allowed to win the championship, so he'll always be given somewhat inferior machinery to Hamilton. You know, if there's a new engine specification or a new gearbox, it's going to be given to Hamilton, not him. 
I mean, unless it's untested, then it's going to go to him. Right, of course. And then they'll watch him DNF and laugh maniacally in German. <laughs> Anyways, Ricardo. Um, I'd give him six. I would have gone five or six because he's obviously a great driver, but he's just not doing what McLaren needs him to do. Yeah, he needs to be brought this on himself. He needs to be beating Lando consistently. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. He could be at a top team, but he brought himself down by putting him at Renault. Renault was the big problem here. I mean, imagine if he had gone to McLaren in 2019. He would have been with them through their rebuild period. That would have been good for him. Yeah, he would have been their number one. Yeah, and he wouldn't have had to bring this whole drama thing with Lando on it. Because as you know, Drivers Arrive is going to come out and everyone's going to be just flabbergasted by the fact that, oh, there's drama at McLaren, the least dramatic team in the grid. I mean, I think that's how it's going to go. I bet behind the scenes it's, it's crazy right now. We all expected this team to be really funny. Yeah, but it's just not as funny as I thought it yeah, would. Yeah, it's just not really funny at all. Like, where are the memes? Like, seriously, where are the memes? Yeah, like, I mean, these two were supposed to be the funniest on the grid. I know, really. They've both gone completely serious. Yeah, both I for know. different reasons, but, you know, still. Very valid, but not, yeah. not the right time, really, dude. Yeah. Anyways, Alonzo. Uh, zero. Zero. I would have given him ten. Okay, Alonzo, he hasn't had any podiums, no wins. He's just kind of here for fun. Yes, but he's also in the worst car in the midfield, and he's consistently outperforming Ocon. He's outperforming Ocon, who is going to be a Mercedes driver. He's he's like a three-time world champion or whatever. Two-time world champion, yes, but he's flattening Ocon. He's well, anyone. Every one of Ocon's teammates flattens him. Yeah, but he still somehow was going to get that Mercedes drive until, you know, Bottas signed for another year. Yes, that's because Ocon, like, had a friendship with Toto. I guess, yeah, but still, I still, that, for me at least, that gives him 10. Look, he's 40 years old. I mean, for him to be driving at the level that he is now, that Austrian Grand Prix qualifying lap was insane. It shows really inconsistent, though. Yeah, but he says qualifying pace. Even if the car isn't very good in the race, he's like George Russell in the way that he's pulling out unbelievable qualifying pace. Mm-hmm. Like, when Russell is not delivering in the races, you know, I'll watch Alonzo, and he's also not doing very well, but nonetheless. But in qualifying, Alonzo's the one to watch. Like, that's always interesting, seeing where he goes. Actually, Alonzo's consistent. I feel like I said this. He's consistent, but he's consistently not great. He's consistently in, like, 8th or ninth. Yeah, but I think that's acceptable for where the car is in the midfield. I mean, I feel like they could do better. But if he was in 6th right now and Ricardo was in 7th, what would you be saying? Would, would your number be higher? Yes, yes, very much. Okay. All right. Then maybe next weekend, and when we get to a, lot, a truck with a lot of breaking zones, and Ricardo is down to 15th, then we can do this entire thing again. Okay. All right. Uh, Vettel? Um, I'd give him a nine or so. Ah, see, before this race, I would have given him a nine. But after this race, I can't give him anything less or anything more than a seven because of that stupid spin. I mean, I feel like he's making the best of the car. The car is kind of somewhat lower in the midfield. Yeah. But I still think that he needs to be outperforming Alonzo because Alonzo's in a worse car, let's be honest. Well, he usually is, isn't he? Yeah. All the, well, no, not this race. Not this race. Or last race, I don't think, either. No, I don't think so. And not so even maybe... in the sprint qualifying race, either. Oh, well, last race, he did not finish. Oh, okay. So that's he didn't two in a finish, row. but he still beat Mazepin and Schumacher. <laughs> That's insane. That is so funny. Actually, Kimmy finished ahead of him. All right, right, because he tried to take Kimmy out. This Kimmy abuse has to stop. It happened in Austria, and then Perez bullied him in this race. I see. Anyways, uh, Russell. Um, Russell, I'll give him a seven. His race performance for me gets a six, but his qualifying performance gets an eight. 
Great. He performs well, but he's just not really in the car for this kind of performance. Yeah, so he needs to work to getting into a better car? Yeah, like, I, mean, okay. I feel like he, he could have gotten Sonoda's seat. Yeah, definitely. But I guess he just wants to stay within the Mercedes family. Yeah, but the Red Bull family is much more promising. Exactly. Not only that, apparently he's been talking to Horner as well. And I think he'd do well in a Red Bull, if I'm completely honest. Well, that's because he's a good driver. Well, right, but that's the thing. If he was a teammate to Max Verstappen and there was no... No, not with Max Verstappen. No, I think if there was no number two in that thing and they were both number one drivers, I think that he'd do all right. Mm, yes, but what about Perez? Well, Perez can go to Williams. Or, no, no, he can go to Mercedes. And then um, Bottas can go to Williams. Okay, and then what about... That would like, be Mick? so funny if Perez... <laughs> Perez swaps with Gio because Gio does not deserve the alpha seat. Let's be honest. Uh, Perez, Perez to Ferrari. Perez did not go to Ferrari. He's already burnt his bridges at Ferrari. Well, he can't he go back. Part of the Driver Academy. He was part of the Driver Academy and Sauber, and he threw all of that away for one year, which ruined his reputation at McLaren. Um, Idiot. Anyways, um, science. I'm gonna give him a higher than he should get, like a seven. I'll give him a seven. All right. Ocon? Um, it's hard to give him a score. His teammates always, like, beat him. Yeah. Like, relative to his driving in, say, 2017, he's doing well. Yeah. But, like, 2018... not saying much. No, it isn't. And 2018 Ocon was really good. Because he was beating Perez at times. I think that has to mean that he's doing something wrong, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. being in the Alpine in the first place is pretty much that, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, also, he's chosen to be the teammate of Alonso and Ricardo in the past two seasons. Like, you could not ask for two worse teammates. Yeah, Ricardo is going exactly to be in a different seed. Right. I mean, the fact that Alonso is beating him so convincingly pretty much says, well, A, he hasn't lost any of his speed, but B, Ocon's really got to get it together. Mm. Anyways, uh, Gasly? Uh, I'll give him an 8, considering his performance is a bit better than uh, when he was at Red Bull. Way better. Yeah. But no podium yet this season. If he gets a podium... He's still doing decently well. He's doing better than Alonso, I think, isn't he? Yeah. But for me, at least, he would get a nine if he got a podium. Hmm. What about you? What would you get if he got a podium? If he gets a podium, I think he might just be like... I mean... Yeah, probably nine, nine and a half. Okay. Um, Kimmy? Hmm. Kimmy would get a seven. He's Kimmy performing gets... well for that car. Um, yeah. But should I should be in the like, Ferrari. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The Ferrari was his. The Ferrari seat was his. I mean, look where Vettel took his career in the final two years at Ferrari. I, in my opinion, it was a mistake to get rid of Kimmy and not Vettel because Kimmy was never given number one status at Ferrari in both the Alonso era and the Vettel era. Uh, and then within that, beyond, you know, just that, he was also given team orders multiple times to let both of them pass for wins. So that, that angers me. Really, he should have been the winner for most of those. I mean, let's be honest here. You go 2017, there are three races that I can think of that he should have won. And 2018, there are even more. So Alonso should just never have won a championship. I'm not talking about Alonso. I'm talking about those, these are the battle times. No, Alonzo wasn't giving or getting team orders uh, to let Kimmy aside. It was more that Kimmy just wasn't getting any preferential treatment. Alonzo was getting it all. Alonzo always does for some reason. Well, I think it's because he's sort of a master negotiator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stroll. Hmm. I can say my number while you're thinking. I, he gets a five for me. 
he is an F1 driver, right? He made it to F1. That's great. But this season, he's been consistently outperformed by the spinning Sebastian Vettel. And not only that, his qualifying performance, which he said for the last two years that he was going to work on, is no better than it was last year. I give him a four. Four, okay. Then maybe he's, my five yeah, is a little too generous. Get, he did get into F1, but now he's pretty much only there because there's some, he gets to pay money like and today. If Aston Martin, his father, and his money were not in F1, he would not be an F1 driver right now. That's the way I see it. He wouldn't you be there. Yeah, he wouldn't really be a driver of any sort because... Right, exactly. The money. That's all. Yeah, he got into Ferrari Drivers Academy and all that stuff. If I'm honest here, Latifi is more likely to be an F1 right now if you took all the pay driver aspects out of it than Stroll. Mm. And can I give up my reason why or what do you think about that? Sure. Latifi got second in the F2 championship. Stroll won the F3 championship, and so did Latifi, but Latifi got second in F2. Stroll never did a, even a single year of F2. Wait, so just he, skipped from F3 to F1? Yeah, completely skipped it. Was I he getting think that old was Spank? What? Was he getting old? No, no, he was incredibly young. They just wanted to get him up to F1 early, I guess. He was 19 then, wasn't he? Yeah. That's what not about Lando? Old. Uh, Lando was also 19, youngest British F1 driver. Wasn't he 17 at one point or something? Uh, I think that was when he won in F2. Ah, okay. Or maybe he was 17 when he debuted, I don't know. No, I think he was 19, or maybe 18, I don't know. Um, anyways, Gio, Givenazzi. Um, I don't really have a number for him. He's just sort of there, isn't he? Yeah. He's a weird driver like that. Anyway, Sunoda. Ah, yes, Sunoda. You're gonna you're gonna give him a ten, I bet. Nine. Nine. Okay, I'm going to give him a six. Best rookie. Best rookie performance wise, or excuse me, results wise, not performance wise. Um, but my issue with him is he's made too many mistakes. He's caused three red flags this season, and he's taken himself out in two qualifying sessions. He needs to stop making mistakes. Mm. And then when he does that, he gets a much higher rating from me. I mean, it's not as if he listens to this, but still. Wait, what year did he? What did Lando start in F1? 2019. Uh, okay, yeah, I think you're right then. Okay. Yeah, I just remember that clip, or clip from Drive to Survive. Him being like, yeah, I'm going to be the youngest British F1 driver. George Russell's faster than him. Whatever. Anyways, Latifi. Um, again, another driver I have no number for. He's just kind of irrelevant. I don't think he's irrelevant. I think he's all right. I think the fact that he's as close as he is to Tsunoda in England is worrying for Tsunoda's camp. But mm-hmm. I guess, you know, they don't tell him he's doing poorly because, you know, look where he is now. Um... I would not give him a very high number, though. I'd give him a seven because... Or what did I give Stroll? No, I'd give him a six. Mm. He's having a sort of a, a Latifi normal season. Nothing to brag about, nothing to write home about, but still, not that bad. And I, you're right. Lando Norris was 19 years old in 124 days. Oh, nice. Okay. Mick Schumacher? Zero. Zero. Is that he a- and Mazepin were just vying for the last place. Mazepin gets zero for me. Mick gets an easy seven. <laughs> Wait, no, no, seriously. Because he's always outperformed Mazepin. He's, he's been like close not to... saying Su- much. It's not saying much. He's been close to Tsunoda for most of the season. He's been 19th for most of the season. No, 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 not always. He's had a couple of 16ths. That's because of DNFs. Yeah, it doesn't matter, though. It matters where you finish in the race, not where you, you know, start. He was actually beaten by someone who didn't finish. Yeah, but Ragunathan got a point in F2. So the fact that, you know, uh, Mick is where he is, is that, that's fine. Hmm. Wait, did, did either of them have any points whatsoever? Who? Sunoda and Mick? Or Sunoda's got points. M- Mick doesn't. Mick, yeah. No points. And same with uh, Mazepin. Mazepin, zero. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, we know that. Okay, but and uh, then... they always like the last finishing places. Yeah, exactly. He's always last in the finishers. Uh, Perez. Ah, Perez. It's a nine. Perez gets a nine from you. He gets an eight from me because of his mistakes in England. Yes, everybody's going to like, get under a ten because I don't really give tens. Okay, so I guess mine's a little high. Okay, so plane time next. No, that's ah, it. Yes. That's it. Plane time. Have oh, you yes. seen the new Russian fighter jet? Uh, no, no. Which brand? I don't know which one, but um. I'm looking it up right now. What's going to call it? The Checkmate fighter jet. Whoa, Checkmate! Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> That's incredible. It's like an F-35. Yeah, it's supposed to compete what? with an F-35. <sighs> but you know what? I'm really confused why it would look so much like an F-35. Because aerodynamically, you don't need a plane to look like an F-35 for it to be better than an F-35. What's a Sequoia? Oh, cool. That's amazing. But I thought they had the SU-57 to beat the, uh, how the whatchamacallit, the F-35. F-35. Is this supposed to beat the F-35B or just the F-35? Oh, you're right. It probably beats the B. The SU-57 must be designed for to beat the A. Because the B is the one that can vertically take off. Oh, okay. All right. No, but I think the Sukhoi SU-57 has VTOL. Let me see. Okay, then maybe this one's the normal one. Uh, well, no, let me see here. It might not. VTOL, does it have it? Uh, the I... SU-50, or er, 75 is the checkmate. Okay, so the SU-57 does not have VTOL. So that means that the S... What's the S-70? The SU-75, though. Let me see. So that's the checkmate. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that when did that debut? I think recently. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a good looking plane. It it seems as though they've just sort of copied the F thirty five. Correct me I'm if I'm seeing wrong. thirty hours ago. About. Wow. Okay, that's very new. It's a lighter fighter jet. Interesting. Yeah, it's a light fighter jet. Uh, now, you know what? That piques my interest. I'm very interested in that. Um, oh, wow, they've given it a huge launch party as well. That's, that's unusual for the Russians. Oh, there's an article from CNN that came out 30 minutes ago. Wow. I mean, I guess everyone must be pissing themselves that Russia has a new fighter jet. A lot of these are really new articles, yeah. Yeah, I just got one from six minutes ago. Oh, it's stealth as well. That's good. Good for them. I mean, like, people say that North Korea is a threat. They're just not. The Russia is the only real threat. But even that, I don't think they'd start a nuclear war. Putin's too smart. Right? I hope he is. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anyways. Um, in that case, other plane talk? Any other planes to talk about? I've got something else to mention then if um, uh, you've got nothing else. I've got nothing else. All right, then. Then we've got some news about the 737 MAX. Mm. There has been a massive order by United Airlines. Okay. Is that it? Um, yes, for the MAX. One other thing, though. Uh, 777X is delayed, which is annoying. MAX 10 is also slightly delayed. Again, annoying. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, there's been more media misreporting on the Max, which always annoys me. 787 has been fixed, so now you can go flying in one of those again. That's pretty much your Boeing news. 747 is bulletproof, as always. Mm. All right. I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's some fighter jets out there that'd like to test that. Well, maybe not fully bulletproof, although <laughs> Air Force One is bulletproof. Um. But I guess you know maybe it, it could be bulletproof, but it might not be um, might not be uh, mercury proof. I mean, just put that on any plane, and suddenly you've got a, a broken plane. Mm-hmm. 
Alrighty, so any other fighter jets to talk about? I don't think so. Alright, cool. In that case, I think it might be time to end this week's Technically F1 podcast. Yeah. Alright, excellent. Then, thank you, Rashad. Uh, next week, should we get a guest on? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Sure. Alright, cool. Uh, who are you thinking? I don't know. Maybe we should try getting a driver. Oh, yes, alright. I'll get on Twitter right now. Hop into every single one of their DMs. Or, um, actually, maybe we should, we should probably not get a driver right now. Um, we should probably delete the older episodes first. Yeah, yeah I could fix, fix that one moment. Let's see. Clearly because, well, we kind of made fun of every one of the drivers. Yeah. Uh, Callum Ilon, I can't message him right now, that's a shame. Callum Iowa, is, is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's try someone we haven't said anything bad about. Oh, all right. I'm DMing hey, Kimmy. Uh, yes, yeah. All right. DMing Kimmy right now. Um. Hey, actually, you interested in F1 podcast next week? There you go. Wait, actually. Well, why not? Okay. If Kimmy Reckonin's on next week's podcast, everybody get hyped. If not, we've got another excellent guest coming. Right? Yes? Okay. Um... Cool. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye.